Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Well, Dom, we are down. We are out. We are desperate. There was no fairy tale ending. There was no great escape. The reality is it's another spell in League One. What is your initial reaction? I have to say, as one of those that was privileged to be Pride Park privilege is probably the wrong word to use in these circumstances, but in terms of actually being there for a match of that magnitude when there was so much on the line for both teams, I have to admit that um, a couple of minutes after the final whistle, I got a message from the wife saying, Really sorry that Wednesday are down, and then I was holding back the tears a little bit. I have to admit, I got really emotional. And uh, you know, people who listen to this podcast will know that I'm not a Wednesday fan, but I've followed this club for the last seven years, and I've taken them to my heart. Um, not just because of my job. You know, I've got a huge affinity for this football club, and that's one of the lowest moments. I'd, I'd actually say I've ever felt in football yesterday felt completely empty and I probably shouldn't have done as we know that this has been on the cards like, all season that we've been staring relegation but then the realisation that still going into Derby that they had a chance a fighting chance to get out of the mess that they've got themselves into and you score three goals away from home you don't see it out game management, terrible defending that we've seen throughout the season. And yeah, Wednesday, they actually fought back and showed a bit of metal, didn't they? A bit of character. You know, for the, one of the few times this season where they went behind and then they regained the lead and it's the first point that they've got all season from a losing position, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. Cardiff did them a favour and I'm afraid that overall... They've got what they deserved. Yep, I can't disagree with with that. It, it was too little, too late. I think I, I, so I come from probably a very different place, really, in terms of my thoughts and feelings. And maybe this is because you were there and you've been there all season or, or something. I don't know, but I, I watched it. I watched the game, and I didn't really feel anything at, at, at full time. And um, I put something words to that effect on on Twitter not long after the final whistle. And, and completely true that when the full-time whistle went, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. Um, I grabbed, back, uh, grabbed my bag and I, I went into town because I had to do some shopping. And and it was just like, you know, all right, fair enough. I, I got a bit of stick from people on, some people on Twitter saying, you know, you're not really a true fan if you don't feel gutted. And, and it, I did think about that. It got me thinking and it, and it made me realise a thing or two. And the thing is, I've I've been through my hurt. It happened weeks ago, probably months ago, when I faced up to how disconnected I feel from this football club. That was the painful bit for me. And that happened long, long before relegation was um, confirmed or, or even looked likely. And I, I, I've got to be honest here, I've watched maybe two or three games properly since Christmas. And... I I can't sit here and say, oh, I just don't care anymore because I'm you know I'm I'm going to rant and rave and I wouldn't be ranting and raving if I genuinely 
didn't care. But, I mean, that's partly because I'm on this podcast, so once a week I have to get into the zone and, you know, I have to... I have to think about it. And when I think about it, it does start to, you know, I, I do feel things. There, there is emotion there. But it's it's also um, partly because I do feel something. But that is an anger and a frustration about a bigger picture, not about what's going on on the pitch. And the thing is, this is not my club anymore. I don't feel any connection to Sheffield Wednesday anymore. The owner's taken it away from me. Um, it's taken it away from other people like me and he's the owner and he can do what he wants but right step one of now sorting this out needs to be to get rid of every single one of those players I know you'll disagree with me but free transfers pay them off whatever I would honestly rather as rot in the lower leagues for years building up a proper squad than watch any of that lot play football ever again the worst squad of players this club has ever had Every single one of them should be ashamed of the job that they have done this season. Um, to the extent that, do you know what? I would, I think I'd have felt, if we'd have stayed up, I would have felt embarrassed. I'd have been pleased. Of course I would. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday supporter. But the thing is, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve to stay up. We absolutely deserve relegation. Those players deserve relegation. And those players do not deserve that moment at full time when the whistle goes and they all celebrate because they've they've got the result that means that we stay in the division. We saw it with Derby players. Those Wednesday players don't deserve that moment. I'd have hated that. I feel contempt for these footballers. I feel absolute contempt for them. So I'd have hated if they've had that that brilliant moment. But it's wider than that. The thing is, Chancery deserves relegation. He deserves all the stick he's going to get from fans. He deserves all the financial fallout. Deserves all of it. And I, you know, I, I know I'll probably get accused of harming the club. And of course, no fan has any intention of harming the club by by saying these things. But the reality is, if we start compiling a list as to who has caused the most damage to this club that's led us to where we are now, I think we know who's going to be at the top of it. And it isn't a fan. It isn't a supporter because it's not our fault. We aren't to blame. You, Chancery, you you are to blame. You've done this. This is your legacy. This is what you have created. And this is where it has led us. And this is where we find ourselves staring down the barrel of a gun of another spell in League One. And it will be a spell. I don't think we'll bounce back next season. I think we've got more hurt and pain to come. And it's because of decisions that have been made, uh, which leads us to, to, to really only one place. And that is, and we've said this before, but... Chancery, quite frankly, has to step away now from day-to-day running and he needs to bring in people who know what they're doing. And I don't want to hear his reasons as to why that's not the right thing to do because it is. It is the right thing to do. We've got to bring in people that understand football and can start repairing the damage that's been done over the last five years. His statement, you know, we we said a few weeks ago that the the second the full-time whistle goes, we need to see a statement from the club it wasn't at the second uh it was a few hours later maybe that was the right thing just let the dust settle a little bit and to be fair i think he got it right by starting that with an apology but we need actions now we don't need statements i agree that keeping the manager is the right decision 
But now we need to see things change and we need to see things change quickly because the summer is is not a time for licking our wounds. The summer now is a time of saying, right, this project's failed. Now we start Sheffield Wednesday 2.0 and start rebuilding it. Forget everything that's happened in the past. Learn from those mistakes. Show us that you've learned from those mistakes and start putting things right. Very powerful, passionate stuff, as we've come to expect from you, James. And I pretty much agree with every single word that you have uttered nonstop for the last couple of minutes. And I'm Sorry. pretty sure, no, but I, I, you should, I know you went into almost rant mode there, but I, I really believe that a lot of Wednesday nights out there are going to be feeling exactly the same as you. And it does. Ultimately, the book stops with Dave Ponchanciri, and you can't get past it. It is his decision-making that has put Sheffield Wednesday in this predicament. And if they hadn't been given the points deduction, they would have stayed up. And who's to blame for the points deduction? That that starts at the top. And I'm afraid that it, it's been a sinking ship since... 2017, the playoff semi-finals with Huddersfield, and nothing has been done to arrest the club's slide. It's been a painful, slow demise. And I am with you in that what we have to see now, moving forward, is a structural change at the top of the football club. And when I say that, I'm talking about senior management level Chancery's talked about it and says he's happy with who he's got there. I think it's now reached the point of they've got to bring a chief executive in and somebody with footballing expertise. There has been a void at the top of the football club since Catherine Mayer left in February 2019, over two years. Daypon Chancery has not been in the country since the pandemic hit. So, he, everything is having to be done remotely. And modern technology, yes, there's a lot that you, you can do now, a heck of a lot more than what you could have done a few years ago. But in terms of quickness of decision-making and having somebody there on the ground dealing with the day-to-day footballing operation at the football club, a chief executive... Of you know, someone of repute, someone who's got good standing in the game, contacts, proven track record of success. This like this is what the club are crying out for right now, and we've been saying it for a long time. A lot of fans, the supporters trust, so many Wednesday nights out there have been saying exactly the same thing, but it's now time for action. Words are no good anymore. It, actions speak louder than words in this case, and that's what we need to see this summer. Yep, totally agree with every every word of, of that. I mean, the, there are so many things that we can sit here and say uh, are needed, and this is before we even get on to talking about players and things like that, but... Uh, you know, the most important thing is senior management, a senior management structure of, of people who really understand football. And that does mean that 
Chancery has to step away from day-to-day running. The, 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 there's just no other way that this is now going to move forward because we will continue on a downward spiral if we continue the way things are. That's that's really, really clear. Um Number two, the second thing that we need is a recruitment plan and a proper recruitment plan. And that's linked to culture of the club. Who are we? You know, what what kind of style of football are we going to play? It's it's great to say that, uh, you know, so early on, he's put his back in behind Darren Moore. And I'm not sure there'd be many fans that would disagree with that. So Darren Moore now has to identify the the culture of this club moving forward. And that senior management team need to go away and make that happen. That can't happen in one summer. It's not going to do. There's going to be pain along the way, but but that is the second thing that needs to happen. The third thing that needs to happen is a proper youth development plan because we just don't have one. We are not bringing through enough young players and the ones that we do bring through are going and that's because we don't have a plan for them we don't know what we want to do with them you know we we don't know what the trigger points are of this you know this player this review we know they're going to be a first team player or in 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 with a chance first team squad so we offer them this contract we need all that and quite frankly as part of that bulldoze that training ground and just rebuild it because that's 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 a mess uh, and that needs sorting out and that's all part of building a proper good academy but we need better first team training facilities as well because they're just not they're not good enough um, I'm going to and then the, uh, James on the on the training ground I think you know, it's wrong to say it's a mess but it's not up to standard of championship level that Wednesday have been in for the last nine years it needs modernizing and it does need updating and that's something that the club have looked at for a number of years and there is only so much that you can do with Middlewood Road there's only two pitches and they're not you know when you're talking about quality of pitches as well when the bad weather kicks in I'm convinced that that has contributed for a long long time to the amount of injuries that Sheffield Wednesday pick up and and this is where when we're talking about legacy of Dave Ponchanceri yes it would have cost an awful lot of money but if if they'd invested in a new training ground relocated or again done as absolutely everything that they possibly could have done to Middlewood Road you put the, the foundations in place for success that's where the players train and do the work, the coaching staff. And so you've got to give them the best conditions to get positive results. And so that's where, again, I think Wednesday, they have to go back to the drawing board. And again, they have to be looking at infrastructure, whether that's at Hillsborough, the training ground, those are areas, again, that need bringing up to speed. Yep. Yep, absolutely. That was next thing on my list, to be honest. Modernisation plan for Hillsborough. We heard Chancery say, yes, I, I, I will spend money on the stadium, but when we're in the Premier League? Well, we're now in League One. So so what is that What is that plan? FFP and, and, and all, all that kind of stuff doesn't apply here. You know, same with training facilities. You, you, if you want to do, you can you can spend it. And I know this is so easy for me to say. It's not my, it's not my money and I'm not an idiot. And I know that... You know, uh, Depon Chancery is not some kind of cash cow that we can just milk and say, well, you've got to pay this for this and this for this. But you're right in terms of legacy. You know, Depon Chancery 
um, his legacy at the moment is is disastrous. And there is still an opportunity to turn that round. But the first step of that is, right, well, what can I do that, that doesn't involve, you know, what's happening with the books of the football club? And that is modernise the stadium and build training facilities that we can be proud of, build Premier League standard training facilities in preparation for where we want to be in the future. Because we've seen the clubs that do that and what happens, they go on and actually have that success. So that is the the, the way to, to do it. And then the final thing on my on my list, and this is hard, this is really hard, and that is fan engagement. And, you know, I, I sit here as a fan who feels lapsed. You know, I, I feel uh, disconnected. I feel like... I have zero interest in going back to, to Hillsborough when we're allowed to. Just at the moment, it's not even on my it's not on my radar. There's there's other things to do. There's better things to do with my time. And I know that there are fans that will disagree with that, but I also know that there are fans that feel the same and much more so than would normally happen when the team gets relegated. You know, we 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 we've seen it before. You know, we've we've seen in in the in the not too distant past, we've twice seen this club drop into the third tier. And we've we've seen this club consistently have the highest attendances. I'm concerned about next season. I'm concerned about what maybe the hierarchy of the club expect that they'll get in terms of attendance and what they'll actually get. So fan engagement starts with revisiting everything to do with the way things are priced around this football club because it's wrong. It's all, all wrong. There are fans that we need to get back involved who need to feel like it's their club again. So that that, that means going back to the drawing board. And the, the fan engagement panel is a, is a step in the right direction, absolutely. But that needs... That, that is a drop in the ocean as to what needs to happen for this club to get back in touch with its supporter base and also start thinking about where the future supporter base is. Because, you know, if if you're a, a young person arriving into Sheffield and you think, all right, I'm going to follow, follow a football team, which one is it going to be? We all know the answer to that question. And that is a worry. It is. You know, well said on a lot of the points there, James. And um, I, I suppose you, you were thinking to throw into the mix there is that it's just been a, a dismal season, hasn't it, for Sheffield football? That the, It's the first time ever that the, you know, both clubs have been relegated in the same season. They've both finished bottom of the table in their respective leagues. And I, thought, I think for me, that was like you know, the insult you know, to injury. And uh, yet, yeah, you know, you know Wickham winning at Middlesbrough, and I think that you know that just compounded everything, didn't it? Really, that I mean, for Wednesday to finish bottom, um, it just really underlined, you know, what what a sort of you know, dreadful season it's been. Going back to the sort of ticketing pricing point there that y- you were making, I think the club have got to look long and hard about that this summer. Um, you know, Dave Ponchancier has gone on record as saying that he's well aware that they have one of, if not the most expensive match day ticket pricing and season ticket structures in the championship, well, the club have gone backwards under his watch in the last six years and they're now going to be in League One in August. And so I, I, I can't see how the club strategically they have got to look at that and I think prices will have to be lowered because you're right James if they're not expect low gates at Hillsborough next year with this growing disconnect that has been created over the last few years I suppose something I was going to ask you is with the disconnect for a lot of Wednesday fans out there 
Do you think that fans not being able to go to the matches for the last 15 months as well has made it even wider? It, it must have done, yeah. And, and you know, that that's logical, isn't it? You know, you will feel disconnect from anything if you're not actually there, if you're not involved in it. You know, watching a football game on the TV, for a lot of people, on their own, because they've not been able to get together with the mates over the last 12 months, or, or there's only been a handful of games where the restrictions have made it possible to, to do that. Um, and so, yeah, you, you do feel uh, a disconnect. And then there's a flip side to that, which is we've had to find other stuff to do. And in finding other stuff to do, you start to think, actually... Maybe I quite enjoy having my weekends to, to do other things, and and for my you know my mood at the weekend not to be controlled by you know eleven frankly overpaid footballers running around a football pitch, you know, and I know that that sounds like the kind of thing uh, someone who is not a football fan says about this sport, but that that's the reality, isn't it? Of of the last twelve months is that we we have all had to find other things to do with our time. Some people are sitting there really missing football, and some people aren't. And Wednesday need to, every football club has got this problem. They, they need to, first of all, make sure that, you know, they don't take advantage of those ones who are desperate to get back. But they also need to figure out how to re-engage those ones who who feel like they're not they're not bothered. Um, and, and this is, again, even further complicated by the fact that, you know, I paid for a season ticket last last season now um legally i will be entitled to that that money back and and this is something that's going to get i think quite messy with football clubs right around the country a lot of them have already resolved this with their supporters sheffield wednesday haven't they've still not refunded all season ticket holders from the season before uh which is just ridiculous but now comes around the thing about well what about season tickets for the season just gone because if the club kind of think well we'll just roll them over and you know maybe throw in um, some points to spend at, at the shop or we'll throw in a shirt or we'll throw in some free tickets to cup games. There'll be a lot of fans that say that's not good enough. And the the legal precedence is there that, that legally people who have paid for something that they've not been able to have because of coronavirus are entitled to their money back. So um, I th- they've got to figure out a strategy for that. And unfortunately, that's going to be expensive because that means going to fans and saying, yeah, if you want your money back, you can have your money back. Here's why we really want you to come back next year, though. This is what we're doing to re-engage you. This is what we're doing to change the club. This is why we want you to be part of our future. That's what we need. There is, yeah, understandable, I think, concern over the financial side of the football club when was discussing the season ticket refunds, players not getting paid in full on time, and it's repeatedly happened over the last year or so. The club now will take a seven to eight million revenue hit through relegation to League One. And we still don't know yet when fans are going to be allowed back to Hillsborough. We're hoping, and it, it looks as if that there's, there may be some fans that may be allowed to return in August. You know, we're keeping our fingers crossed and everything. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think when you're looking at the bigger picture, that's where there's a lot of worry for Wednesday fans right now. And I've I've said here a number of times that where I have you know got some sympathy for Chan Series that he has been propping up the football club single handedly by himself. Um, but you have to say that 
the revenue hit that they're going to take now from relegation, you know, there are genuine concerns uh, about his ability to continue financing the football club. And there's no sign of him walking away or looking to sell up. But Wednesday, I think this summer, when it comes to some of their playing assets, such as Josh Windass, Barry Bannon, Dominic Iorfa, those three players are under contract for next year. I tell you what, if they get some decent offers on the table for any of their players, they're going to have to seriously look at it this summer to, again, try and make ends meet. Yeah. I mean, you know my thoughts on on this because we touched on it earlier. I, I, I won't be disappointed to see any player leave this club and and if it's what we need in order to rebuild the finances then um you know that's what we've got to do i mean you know i mean we've everything we've kind of talked about here we've not even touched on really the financial implication of of being in in league 1 now and what that actually means which is uh, a quite frightening thought but but just to kind of go back to the point that you made there dom about um uh, Depon Chancery kind of propping up the the the, the club, uh, and I feel it's right just to clarify that in no way am I unappreciative of of that, and and I think that that I don't think there are any fans who are unappreciative of that, uh, and um, you know it's not it's not a personal attack on on him because clearly his intentions have always been good. The frustrating thing for 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 me and for a lot of other fans is that we saw this come in like such a long time ago. Like how long ago was it that I think it was even before this podcast existed where I remember kind of saying to people that we've got to change financial direction because what we're doing is just completely wrong. There's so many people that saw it come in and the, and the person that didn't who said, no, no, my way is right is, is dip on Chancery. And we said, it's only going to end in one thing and that thing is relegation. And that's exactly what's happened. So uh, the, there is complete respect to the, to the guy in terms of um, the, the financial support that is given the club. And I realized that, you know, he's, he's lost an incredible amount of money on this club. The annoying thing is the warnings were there. The writing was on the wall. You could see that it was the wrong policy. And that's where that line in the sand becomes really important now, because unfortunately it needs him to say that. It needs him to say, yeah, I've, I've got this wrong. I've been doing it wrong. I've, I've picked the wrong direction. An apology for, for, for us being relegated is one thing. An apology for an acceptance of the fact that, um, I've I've just been taking it in the wrong direction is a very different thing, and 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 that's where we're at now, isn't it? That that we need that now, um, in order for for this not to result in just you know, there's a risk of this be, just becoming a club a, a civil war with fans just arguing among themselves. And we're, you know, we're kind of close to that anyway. I, on Twitter yesterday, I, in the end, I just said, right, I'm I'm just leaving it now because you know, there's a lot of people having to go each other for different things, and it's like this 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 whole thing is starting to fall to bits a bit. And, and Chancery is the only person that's got the power now to start pulling that together. It's between, I think, Chancery and Darren Moore to unite the club. This is a divided club and we have said it for so long that um, right now people, we need them working together. We do to turn things around and we, you know, social media um, is it, not a place for the faint-hearted with the SWFC hashtag. It's just not. Um, 
and and I and I think this is where again strategically Wednesday they've got to make a lot of smart moves uh, this summer they have to and they've got to get it right with the out contract players that they look to tie down and keep they've then got to seriously bring in the right type of players on the recruitment side that has let them down recruitment has been central hasn't it to their demise in the last four years and so they can't afford to carry on making the same mistakes and that's what I think Wednesday fans want to see above everything else is that they want the remorse and they want the club to apologise and we saw the first steps of that last night but actually they want to know how are we going to get this club back to successful times that's that's what they want they they just want answers they want to know what the plan is moving forward absolutely it's action isn't it an apology is is fine but apology doesn't mean that things are going to get better and an apology is exactly as we've just said an apology is effectively it's that line in the sand that that allows you know people like me will say all right fine you know i i i, I hear that apology now what because just apologising isn't enough. It's it's now about actions. It's about what happens from this um, from this point forward. Um, and I, I'm I'm not even sure really what else we can kind of say un- until we start to see whether it happens. My fear is that you know that that you know, we we sit here or that you know fans are maybe even sitting in the pub at the first week of August and actually nothing's really changed. There's some new players, but everything's just kind of pretty much the the same and. Uh, the the worrying thing for me is I can see that happening. I can I can absolutely see that because there's been so many warnings along the way that the chairman's just not taken. That makes me worry that you know he will think I've apologised now and then we'll we'll just press on now and it'll all be about how we're going to bounce back next season. And that feels miles and miles away for me. It just feels like the idea that we'll you know win league one that we'll we'll do a hull um next season just it feels uh it just i i i can't see it it feels unachievable at the moment it just it just seems like a pipe dream um without some some action it's important to stress as well james that wednesday gonna be a, a big scalp in league one too that hillsborough is going to be the ground that Accrington, Gillingham, Fleetwood, they'll be looking forward to coming to Hillsborough next season and putting one over Wednesday. And you, you look at League One, it's littered with clubs that haven't bounced back and have been stuck down there for years, from Sunderland to Ipswich. You've then got Wigan, who've only just survived and stayed up this season. Hull were an exception to the rule and you know they made a, a pig's ear of it last season but they regrouped really well in the summer and you have to give plenty of credit to Grant McCann and then the players that they brought in and I think that Wednesday should seriously be looking them looking at them as a model uh, to follow that I'd be looking at their sort of blueprint and thinking what have Hull done so that they could bounce back and win the the title too, you know. And, and I, I, you know, we've said it before that 
I think it's going to be really difficult for Wednesday next year and that it's going to be a season of transition and that I think anybody who believes Wednesday are going to run away with the league, I think they're going to be in for a seriously rude awakening um, as, as League One is tough and you only have to look at some of the big clubs in that league, Portsmouth for another one, that they've been down there for some time and there was so much work that needs to be done to this Wednesday squad and then everything that we sort of discussed about off the field matters today as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, well, um, I think we'll leave it there for uh, for, for this one. Um, I think we're, we're going to be taking a bit of a well-earned break now um, for uh, for a few weeks at least, but uh, we will be back when there is stuff to talk about and stuff to report. In the meantime, you can catch Dom at Dom House and I'm at James Marriott. You can contact the show as well, at Dom and James. Big we thank you to our goal partners this season, Taito Law Solicitors, who you can find at Taito Law on Twitter or on the Instagram. Uh, into it at titolaw.co.uk and Wednesday Picks which is available to download the link is in the show notes thank you for joining us if you like singing the blues please rate and review the show in your podcast app up the owls and we'll see you soon